Serotonin re is released in the giver too. I'm gonna feel good. Anybody watching, anybody that observes that, and this is why social media works when it's done right with love, mm -hmm. then they receive a serotonin hit too. They feel better. Welcome to Subscriptions Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. Join us each week to hear from industry leaders in the subscription space, share their best tips and stories, and learn how you can up-level your subscription business today. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Subscription Scaled. I'm your host, Nick Frederick. With me today is Scott Draper, who is the founder and owner of Clubs Northwest. Scott, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to be here, Nick. Great to spend time with you again. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I am as well. Well, so for our listeners who might not know you or might not know about the, the clubs, tell us a little bit about your background. Oh, wow. Well, like most of us, I've done a lot of different things. Started my career uh, in the well-being industry, as I see it, uh, as a tennis pro and had some wonderful adventures traveling around the world and working for some great companies and just having a good time and learned a lot there and moved into quite a few other entrepreneurial uh, opportunities from there, all in the well-being space. So what led you to start a club? You know, that's an interesting question. I was, uh, and this is 30 plus years ago, I was working at a resort in Southern California, had a little bit of time off. We were in the desert, hot in the summer, and took a little time off and found an opportunity. I wasn't really looking for it, yet an opportunity came to me to buy a small health club in Southern Oregon. And I did it. You know, I didn't know what I was doing at all because I was used to being in an industry, uh, working at top-end resorts, and I worked for PepsiCo for about 12 years and, and did some traveling and did a lot of events around the world. So I got to see some really great resorts. And I was clueless because I the first thing I realized once I had bought this is, wow, I'm trying to get people to pay for something that they used to have to do when they got in trouble. Fitness, right? Give me Interesting 20, way to look at it. Run 10 laps, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. so, we brought some innovation to it and have had some some fun successes. You've been at this a long time. And, and in a lot of ways, fitness clubs are the original subscription companies. You know, it was the recurring revenue, get somebody to sign up and then hope that they use it and get some value out of it. But, you know, to be honest, fitness clubs have gotten a bit of a bad rap for a lot of years. You know, a lot of these are signing people up and hoping that they almost don't use it and kind of forget about that 10 or $20 charge that's hitting their bank account every month. You and I talked about this a little previously, but you have a pretty different philosophy there. So tell us kind of your approach. We do. And unfortunately, I think a lot of us have earned that reputation. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Not only with the operations of selling full lifetime memberships, when how can we promise that and things like that? And I don't think that there was anybody, I really don't. I know a lot of folks in the industry, and I don't think there was anybody twisting their mustaches trying to trying to do this to folks. I, I really don't. I think it was just, it's such a fledgling industry and people get excited and it, to a great extent, is based on hope and the model. And there was a lot of faux pas in there though that affected how people see us now. And we like to see it as, we don't really even call ourselves a gym. It's very different. We've been focusing on the whole person from day one. In fact, the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association called us early on. A, Club Northwest has existed as it is for, of course, it changes a lot and morphs, yet it's been there in that location for 25 years. 
And the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association called us ahead of the curve 20 years ago for our focus on the whole person. And I would say even more than what they saw, I think it, it really is about our focus on people in general, starting with the well-being of our team. And I think if there's one thing I can share to fellow entrepreneurs, and it absolutely applies to the subscription business, is people still are the drivers. In fact, we say at Club Northwest, in a world betting on technology, we bet on people. And even if that is, and I understand, we, and we really like technology. In fact, we're right in the middle of a process of creating our own bespoke, complete operating software for Club Northwest. And we understand the value, the deep value of the right technology. Yet if that technology puts people second, I, think it's, I don't think it's a long-term win, and I don't think it's what we call a win-win-win. And when you create that kind of energy of a win-win-win, anything is possible. So give us an example of a win-win-win. Well, I can give you, uh, I'll give you as many as you want. I'll start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one is our ambassador program at Club Northwest. And I think this would apply, okay. although we're a bricks and mortar, we do do a lot of virtual and things. Yet, even for someone that is really just in a non-bricks and mortar business, I think this stuff applies. Use your imagination, folks. So this was maybe 10 years ago, and we were needing to do a dues adjustment. And that adjustment was up, not down. Uh, <laughs> and I got a little scared. I'd already done quite a few. We don't have mm -hmm. a monthly, or excuse me, a yearly automatic dues okay. adjustment. So when we need to okay. do it, because of expenses, mm -hmm. we do it. And I was a little scared about this one. So I got together with my team and we thought about what could we do to create a win-win-win. So we created the ambassador program. And how this looks, and it's been a big success, is we offered our members, because we had this picture of a member coming in and, in and saying, I think it was only a maybe a 5% adjustment at that time. Yet, whether it was the person's perception, the member's perception or reality, and sometimes as you know, being in the, or in the subscription business, we have to see those as one and the same thing in, in a lot of cases. We knew we were going to get people coming in and saying, I can't afford this or I don't want to do this, whatever that would be. So we were ready with the ambassador program. The member could simply sign up. They would put a bumper sticker on their car, just a small, discreet sticker course, promoting Club Northwest in a very fun way. They would also put, and they had the option when we first started this, now we put them together as one. They would also have an option of putting a yard sign in their yard, like a political mm -hmm. sign. Yep. And that again would be in a really fun way, a non-solicitory way, promoting Club Northwest. We would pay them $20 a month if they did both of those. And we had split it up in the original, now it's together. And it, we would pay them $20 a month. We made it easy on ourselves in that they needed to send in a photo of that on yeah. their car and mm -hmm. in their yard. And that photo had to have a new date on it every month. And they needed to do it 10 days before their billing cycle for that month. If they didn't, mm -hmm. too bad. They, they lost out and they knew that right from the beginning. We've had hundreds of people on this program over the years. Now, Club Northwest, at its high pre-COVID, was 10,000 members. 
we're at around 8,000 now, a little under 8,000 and building back up. Yet, what it, I mean, how much advertising would we get for $20 a month? There's really nothing you can get out there for that. And then it was from, it was for real because it was from constituents. It was from people that were like the people that we wanted to be at Club Northwest. So it's sure, been a huge right. success, a, yeah. a huge success. And we have many examples of those. I can give you more yet. For sake of time, I'll let you drive that. We have many examples of win, win, win. Now, I do want to add one thing to this, one caveat. So now those yard signs literally are a black sign. And you might notice I live in black and white. This is my, this is my home <laughs> office. This is where I'm writing my book and I use my uh -huh. walls as they change daily. And so I, I, uh -huh. I still play with, um, Love it. with chalk. And the beautiful thing is we have now changed our message. And well-being to us is from the inside out. And we, our message now on these yard signs that people take, and it's actually upped our people that have been in the ambassador program, simply on a black sign, say in Nike-esque, simple writing, in white, love conquers all. And it's really started kind of this fun conversation and a little bit of a revolution here in our in our community. So really? that's a win-win-win. That would be one example I would give you that has come out to be a win-win-win. So a couple of questions there. The twenty dollars that you're you're giving, does that did that roughly equal the five percent price point increase that you guys were doing at the time? No, substantially more. So really? at okay. the time, when 10 years ago or so, when we did this, I think it was a $4 adjustment. Wow. wow. So, so again, we doubled down. And if you double down on the right people, mm -hmm. it's the greatest bet. The right people that are either you want connected to you or are already, even better yet, are already connected to you and are at some level, if they're connected to you, they're, they're supporting you double down, triple down, quadruple down on them and be smart about it though. Do it in a way that everybody wins. And we're, yep. we're open with our members. We tell them, yes, absolutely. When someone comes in and we, we give them the option of a year or two year agreement, they say, well, that's just you trying to get our money. We would like your money. And let's go out and show you what we do with your money. We're good mm -hmm. stewards of it. Mm -hmm. And that creates more than a customer, that creates a relationship. And people Absolutely. don't leave friendships very easily when they've right. been taken care of. So with this $20 per month incentive, have you guys been able to kind of track the data to prove the ROI on that sort of incentive? What did you see in the months immediately following rolling that out? Great question. Most of it is anecdotal. I have experiences myself because I'm not involved with operations anymore at the club with all my other projects yet. Myself, when I was 10 years ago, just anecdotally, the people that came in and said, are you kidding me? Really? And so we're, to me, the energy is everything. And if I can understand that energy of what happens with one person, I make a lot of extrapolations and how it's happening with a lot of others. And we don't dismiss collecting data and even big data, yet you know, we really stay in our, what we call our well powers, our imagination, our intuition, our perception, our will, and our reason, those things that we were, that were trained out of us. You know, we were born with all those and we were ready to, we were ready to create magic. Mm -hmm. And then we learned all the other dances, right? The be safe dances and all the things that 
they're placed in our subconscious. And now we're always playing in that arena. So I love data anytime I can get it. Yet our focus really is on how do we create energy? And there's yeah. intuition involved with that. There just is. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about that because you said a second ago, you used to do the, the yard signs that were promoting the club. Then you started putting a, a simple sign out there that is love conquers all to start a conversation. What was the thought process behind that? And then what is some of the anecdotal evidence you've seen of that kind of playing out? You know, we're in the well-being business and our message is we have four core values. We have a I happen to have this. It's in my pocket at all times. And I took it out right before we started this. This is our Surrier's Guide. And a Surrier is a servant leader, a service leader that is first a well-being themselves. Because Horace said a long time ago, Nemo dot quad non hebet. We cannot give what we have not got. So we were, we spend a lot of time, energy, and money on from the hiring process all the way through training and the rewarding process to make sure our Surriers are healthy. These four values, these four core values that we have right here, and I don't know if you can see them on there. Kind of, might get it right a little there, Right at the yeah. top there. Okay. Yeah, choose abundance. Okay. See that one? Practice excellence. Not that one, yeah. Own it. Uh -huh. And well together. And our last supporting core value here is change the paradigm, change the world. So we believe very strongly that there are connections everywhere, that everything is connected. So we really go out of our way. I mean, it's our life to be well ourselves and to spread that wellness. And we feel that that message, Love Conquers All, is right at the middle of that message. Now, whatever name you use for that, people use all kinds of different names. Well-being is, to me, is a, is a replacement word for love. It's like we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're at that elevated state. We're living in that place of excellence where we know it. It's beyond just not being sick. You know it when you've had that moment, when you've had that place with your business. I mean, yeah. I'm passionate about business. I love it. I think it's, I think for-profit business is the greatest vehicle we have for actual personal and human growth, evolutional yeah. growth. I really I believe that. So when we look at that message and, and put an even bigger message out there that doesn't say, hey, Club Northwest is great. We're better than the one next door come to us. People appreciate that. They get it. It resonates at a deeper level. And isn't that the magic of those, the greatest sasses that we have, the greatest, even the technological things that, that just excite us. You know, when we first got that iPhone and we went, man, someone left a love print here. This wasn't just, hey, let's make a phone. And someone really loved this thing, knowing that I was going to hold this someday. That's magic. And when we put that message out there, that's what we've seen over and over again. We uh, randomly give out roses at the club, a single rose, just front desk. When people are coming by, they're leaving. We give it hilarious stuff. I mean, you see a, you know, a big gym guy giving a, giving a rose to another big gym guy. And of course, yeah. the big gym guy that gets it says, oh, I'll give this to my wife. It just breaks down all those barriers to go, mm -hmm. I think, to just go next level. Isn't that what we're all seeking? That next experience, mm -hmm. because there's so many that are the same. Well, so a lot of this comes down to a consistent theme that we, we talk about on the show now as it relates to subscriptions, which is engagement. Or another way to say it is that ongoing relationship with your customer, right? That not just 
the old way of set it and forget it. It's now all about, I have to continuously deliver some sort of value. Canceling is too easy. Money is scarce and there's lots of alternatives. So you need to meet them wherever they are. You guys have clearly put a lot of thought into the different ways that I can engage with consumers. But to be fair, you've probably got a lot of consumers that are in different places, right? Emotionally, spiritually, physically. And there's probably some people that are looking for a place to go work out, or at least that's what they think they're looking for, right? When they walk through the door. How do you, how do you guys strive to meet customers kind of, or, or your members, where they are at their point in that journey? Wow, that's a great question. I study leadership a lot, and there's a uh, a military leadership tenant or really a, a process that's been around for many, many years, and a lot of great CEOs use it as well. And it's it's called tight, loose, tight. And think about this in battle. It makes a lot of sense. And what are we, you know, hopefully our, our business days aren't battle every day, yet really we're in something to win it, right? And it's important. Whatever business you're doing, I guarantee you it is important or you wouldn't be doing it. So the tight part, the first part is make sure that everybody that's involved on your team knows exactly what you want to do. Clarify it, make it crystal clear. And then, and this is with any campaign, large or small, and then at the end, that tight at the end is make sure they all know exactly what it looks like when you've hit that and then leave the middle loose. That's where the magic happens. I know so many leaders, I have a, a executive development program. It's called Quantum Leap Executive Coaching. I have a lot of executives in there. And we talk about this. A lot of times we get involved in all the middle stuff. That's right where we shouldn't be. Even if we can make it all work in there, we've taken mm -hmm. all the mojo out of the magic of what can happen at the end and then how to grow the next time when you have a whole team that realizes they just won the battle. I think it was Lao Tzu that said, and this is a paraphrase, yet when the, the goal is met by the best leader, the people say, we did it. So tight, loose, tight, let your team be creative and figure out we're all creative beings. And when we can work in an environment that's creative, and I think a lot of SaaS apps, a lot of times what happens is there's so much room to move there. In a bricks and mortar business like Club Northwest, there's not as much room to move usually. So you can make up for a not a great work environment by paying people a lot of money. Well, right. if you can pay them a lot of money, pay them a lot of money and create an environment where they get to be themselves, where they can be well and be creative because that's the juice that makes us all go is when I get a chance to show up as me and be creative, that's it. I mean, we've heard that drive, Daniel Pink's book, Drive, it shows the number one driving force, intrinsic force inside of us is our need to master our environment. Give your team an opportunity to do that. And it's a super simple plan. Just simply make them know clearly what it is you want to achieve, then down at the bottom, give them right from the beginning exactly what it looks like when you have achieved that. And then in the middle, let them go and just watch them go. And of course, you're not going to just walk away. You're just going to kind of be there with them and watch. And, and what you're there to do is say, wow, well done, mm -hmm. right? And maybe yeah. once in a while you have to steer. Yet remember the behavior recognized is often repeated. So if you're and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad behavior. If you're focusing on what they're doing wrong, 
that's what you're going to get more of. It's just how our minds work because our subconscious, it loads down there. And then 90% of our behavior comes from our subconscious and we're not even aware of most of it. So can you give me some examples of how that's clearly how you want to treat every member of the team? How is that then translated into the way that your customers, your members interact with it? Because obviously there's the facility, right? Itself, there's the physical brick and mortar, there's the machines and all of the different physical activities that you guys have inside the building, which is of course very important. But it sounds like each of your team members creating that environment where people can come thrive, feel like they can get involved and being part of that community is equally as much, if not more so, part of the, the experience that you're delivering. So talk about, or maybe if you can, walk us through some examples of how that plays out. Well, that's a great point. And I think the most important thing that I've learned over time, keep in mind, Club Northwest for many years and will is and will continue to be, it's just a great, in fact, someone told me this just the other day, a business associate said, what you have there is just a laboratory. You're just playing in all these things and figuring them out, aren't you? So I don't want to pretend to be the, the greatest expert in the world at any of this stuff. I'm learning. We're all learning. What I would say in that is make sure that you understand what your, first off, what your first order of business is and clearly understand your purpose. Because you cannot be shy with your team or your members about your first order of business. And I haven't seen a business, a for-profit business yet that isn't, that first order of business isn't profit, period. I think you should be open and honest with that. I think you should share with people what happens, not only your staff, yet your customers, your members, whatever that is in your format, be open and honest what that means for them. You want to make a profit. You want us to make a profit. Then secondly, know clearly your purpose. How I present that to my team when I get a new team member is our first order, I say it this way in this order, our first order of business is profit. Our purpose is our members and guests experience of well-being here now. And they start connecting the dots of how, oh, like when our members really experience that, that highest mission, we make more profit. They like us more. They keep paying their dues happily. Like in our model at Club Northwest, 2019, 62% of our total revenue was from non-dues revenue. And a small portion of that was personal training. I mean, that used to be in our industry, non-dues revenue and personal training were synonymous. Not at Club Northwest. We have a, we have a different model. So, and we have a very strong dues line. It's just that we bring a lot in from all the other stuff that we do right there and on that campus. So, yeah, I would say those are the things. Clarify that with not only your team and the more things you can be honest with your team. This is a test, I think. The more things that you really drive, that you can say the same thing to anybody on your team and the same thing to any of your customers, that's going to create success. That goes a long way to create success. When we have all these little silos, of, oh, don't tell them this, don't tell them this, this is chaos, not the energy you want to grow your business. I have definitely been in those environments where it felt like information was siloed, that they were only supposed to know this, and these guys, the department over here is only supposed to know that. Obviously, there's a lot of problems with that, but I think one of the biggest things is just trust. You never know that the message that you're hearing is this ever the complete message. Even if it might sound like it is, can you ever really know that? 
You look at your heroic businesses, the businesses that you really look up to that have scaled next level. Look at that one thing. Can that CEO say the same thing to everybody that's involved, all the stakeholders? And I think you're going to find the ones that are your heroes can to a great degree. That is one of the formulas that creates magical success, not just we did it well. I want to go back to you were talking about the non-dues revenue and 62% of it coming from that type of source. What other things besides personal training do you guys have and, and how are you continuing to focus on that? Because that that's probably seems intuitive, but you also said it, it's kind of a non-standard metric. Usually it's kind of the reverse of that, right? Absolutely. And you know, it's funny when you ask it that way because we have to do it at any moment of time because like I said, we're a laboratory. So if you asked me that two years ago, I would tell you something a little different. And it's not that okay. we just wholesale change everything. Today and for many years now, we've had great success with a full spa and Medi Spa, medical director and you know the whole thing. And we do it, we do it innovatively and we really focus on the experience and the energy of that of that space. We have one of the largest indoor play centers for kids in the country in Kid Zone. And we have some very innovative programs there. And how we've done it, and I think this will apply to a lot of membership businesses. What we've done is we've separated actually physically areas of the club. So when you come into Club Northwest, you're not necessarily in the, the private athletic club or the private health club yet. This is how you can access all these things on one side of the spa. On the other side, Kid Zone, and all the way in between, New You, which is our food, beverage, and nutritional supplement offering, um, the Pro Shop. We've got uh, partners, or as you might expect, our partners are very important to us. So we've partnered with companies like Lululemon, Prana, Life is Good, and even Tom Shoes, which giving back is a big part of our core values, and we we partner with companies that do the same. Then personal training, we do very innovative personal training. We have a lot of medical fitness programs. For instance, we have a program called Rock Steady that is a boxing program specifically for Parkinson's patients. Oh, wow. One of my favorite places to go. If I'm ever feeling like I need a pick-me-up, mm -hmm. I go to that class and I sit with the spouses and the significant others and talk to them. And every time I go out with happy tears, I mean. You know, it's game changing stuff when you have somebody that just had given up and now some of them, we have some that are working again. I have a guy that's he goes out to his workshop now and works on wood. He had to give up power tools before with his shakes. I've got a guy that's reading the newspaper again, you know, things like that. So really? we do a lot of innovative things in there. The, probably the most innovative thing, and this came from our focus on the whole person for 25 years. Over years, we've developed a program for all new members called My Path to Wellbeing. It's a 90 day program, and we actually have health and life coaches that oversee that first 90 days because we had a franchise brand for many years called The New Well. I uh, founded this brand, bought a, a current brand, and morphed it into The New Well. And we had franchisees from Georgia to San Diego. And what I found in there is this is all inside stuff. The behavior change it takes to get fit physically is inside stuff. And so my path really focuses on the whole person. 
Now, it was really interesting, Nick, that you said people are coming in looking for a gym. We saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of that. And how, how we, on a practical level, to answer your, your previous question, how we deal with that is, again, remember, tight, loose, tight. We give our team a lot of room to have a conversation. So someone comes in, and I remember there was an older gentleman who was in his 60s. And I think at the time, he was still bench pressing. If I remember right, it was, it was in the high threes or maybe even 400 pounds. And this guy knew his way around a gym. He'd lived in a gym for some time, right? And we told him about my path and he just kind of giggled, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I can teach you guys. I think he even said, I can teach you guys something, you know? And, and so mm -hmm. what we did, what our team did is say, great. Well, go to this beginning appointment and it's with Caleb, who's a fairly new personal trainer. And I'll bet you could teach him a lot, Bill. Mm -hmm. Bill showed up and he said, well, I'll go for a few minutes. It's an hour long appointment. Talked to Caleb later and it went way past an hour. Caleb okay. couldn't get rid of him. So again, guys, tight, loose, tight, tight, loose, mm -hmm. tight. Give your team mm -hmm. room to run. Let them use mm -hmm. their creativity. I definitely like that approach. It's very interesting. You were saying before that you're pre-COVID, you're not quite back to where you were. How are you guys most effectively bringing on new members today? Is it, are you doing outreach marketing, active marketing? Are you relying on referrals, a combination of those things? That's a really great question. You know, it, it was interesting. I think we didn't suffer as much as most. We built up so much trust. In fact, we had to hire an attorney to allow the company we're currently working with, and I understand their side of this, they weren't going to allow us to continue to bill during the times we were closed. Well, our members were calling us in droves saying, please keep billing me. We want to support you guys. And we actually were able to do that. And the company that is great that we work with, I understand their side, but they just didn't want to be liable for anything there. The reason I'm answering your question this way is there are no fast fixes, I don't think. I think you can do a fast fix if people sense that you've changed permanently and that they're going to be able to trust deeply in the future. Because people do give, give us a chance. Yet we had built up so much trust before that we didn't have, I think we're getting close to 30% of the health clubs or gyms in the United States have closed now through COVID. And we just didn't have the problems. And oh, this might be a, a thought that might spur something. What we did is we social media like crazy and got out there that, come on, just let us know what you want us to do. Okay. The default is we'll keep going. And when people came back, we gave them 100% credit. We'd write, write them a check for the dues they paid during the time we weren't open, mm -hmm. or we would credit them for future sure. dues, mm -hmm. or we would give them a gift card for 150% of what they had paid. And that gift card could be used for everything inside Club Northwest. Yeah except membership. So we needed, you could imagine with 60, pre-COVID, 62% of our income coming from non-dues revenue, we needed to restart this stuff. So that was, again, another example of a win-win-win. Awesome. You don't often hear that situation where due to COVID, you're shut down and yet your members are going, please, I want to pay you. Yes. And then I think our reaction to it was just next level building more trust. I mean, we yeah, had, right. that I heard many members say, let me get this right. You're going to give me 150%? Yes. Uh -huh. Now, we 
do our best to operate with open hearts and organized minds. You know, mm -hmm. when people see our signs, love conquers all, sometimes they think eh, a bunch of fruity nuts or whatever they're doing. There's a way humans work well, and there's a way that humans don't work well. And if we don't work together, I mean, take a look at the news. If we don't work together, we all have problems. And we're getting to the point where everything affects everything, right? right. We, it always did. We just didn't know it. And we're starting to see it now. So when we do something like that, it just builds, builds to the next level. Now, think about this, though. The majority of things that they could use that on, that 150%, our cost was half of that. So we literally ended up, talk about a win-win-win, spending less money that way. They're much more happy. Mm -hmm. And everybody wins. And the it's reason we example. call it a win-win-win, there's science to this. A lot of studies show serotonin is released when you receive a gift. If I give you a gift today, Nick, if you receive that, serotonin will be released. You'll feel good. Serotonin re is released in the giver too. I'm going to feel good. And right. here's the cool part. Anybody watching, anybody that observes that, and this is why social media works when it's done right with love, mm -hmm. then they receive a serotonin hit too. They feel better. That's win, win, win. Sure is. Well, you're working on a book right now, right, Scott? Tell us about that. I am. Well, the working title is Simply Well, and it really is a. Um, it's a path to leading your best life, mind, body, and spirit. And it comes from a lot of observing over a lot of years mm -hmm. and, and my own processes over a lot of years. Really what it's about is it's a book about coming from well through an understanding of how we really work. We were born well, and it was to an extent taught out of us. And Basically, our, we're here for a very specific purpose, I believe, each one of us. And if we don't fulfill that purpose, no one else will. It is our mm -hmm. very specific purpose. And I don't believe we can be truly well, deeply well, without living that purpose. What happens, though, is when we were born, we were that little bundle of possibilities. And we were working through our imagination, our intuition, our perception, our will, our reason. I call those our well powers. They really are superpowers. You look at the people that are super successful, and I was fortunate mostly during my tennis pro days to meet a lot of world leaders, to meet some of the best athletes in the world, to meet people that were at the top of the game. One of the things I experienced is they weren't competing. They were creating. They were in their own world. They were doing their own thing. They weren't competing with others. They were literally creating. Mm -hmm. Look at Elon Musk. I mean, that guy lives in his imagination, right? I mean, he just says things and we all go, oh, that, no, that can't happen. Well, the mm -hmm. part of us that says, no, that can't happen. Those are our paradigms. Those are built up over time. So here we are, little person. We are living in that imagination. And then all and all those, those higher faculties, our intuition, those well powers. And then for good reason, we get taught things. We get taught to be safe. We learn from our parents. Now, we learn paradigms from them. We got to remember that 90% of our behavior and behavior is going to bring results, whether you're a CEO of a big old company or whether you're mom at home or whatever you're doing, your results are going to come from your behavior. That behavior is driven by our subconscious, not our thinking mind, not our conscious mind. We're not even aware of most of the things that drive our behavior. So it creates the knowing doing gaps. 
fellow business leaders, how many times have you been in a great meeting and everybody's excited and you know what you're going to do and then we don't do it? That's the knowing doing gap. We mm-hmm. just knew of, of it. We didn't know it. To know it is to do it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we're driven by these paradigms. And most of us have been downloaded all kinds of paradigms. Oh, Nick, don't worry. What's your last name, Nick? Frederick. Frederick. The Fredericks just aren't creative. Don't worry about it. You're just, Mm -hmm. you hear that enough times. And before you're six or seven years old, you don't have a conscious mind to say yes or no. It just downloads. Yeah, sure. Now we got all this stuff coming back up. Mm -hmm. And the book is about how to overcome that. It's simpler than you'd think. Here's the trick. You're coming from your paradigms and your paradigms create your logic. Your paradigms create how you see the world. So your paradigms will tell you, oh, it can't be that easy. No, it's not that easy. It's not just about studying and learning how I really work. And then then you have to do it again and again because you got to reprogram. Because that's just a your, your subconscious is just a recorder and then it repeats back. Yeah, it sure. creates your self-talk and your self-talk creates your self-image and you can't outperform your self-image. So leaders out there, whatever it is that you're accomplishing, you can't perform your self-image. Do the work on yourself. And eventually I found that doing that work becomes play. And then the stuff I used to call work is like super play. It's just like stuff just happens and it's mm-hmm. absolutely fun. Yeah, so it doesn't well-being. become work anymore. Yeah, so this book is all about well-being, yet it's a very different mm-hmm. angle. It's about coming from well-being instead of struggling to it. I can't tell you the number of executives or former executives that I've served, and we've made some progress with a lot of them that I first met when they were on a treadmill, grinding it out, watching the news <laughs> in one of my clubs with two big bandages on both of their knees, and they were just making it happen. They were struggling towards well-being. I flipped the switch on that, and we just come from well-being, and it's pretty cool to watch. Pretty cool to watch how, how when someone's open to that, how they respond and how their life changes. Well, that sounds like a pretty awesome book, and I uh, can't wait to check it out once it comes out. Thank you. When, uh, yeah, you think it's going to be uh, this year, or when, when are we going to see that? 2023. Okay. I've got a promise, and this is part of it. I've got a, I have signed an accountability agreement to have the first draft done. And now I'm telling more people on January 31st of next year. So that's first draft. Awesome. Well, that's actually not that far away. When I said this year, I was forgetting about the fact that we're already, uh, you know, in the, towards the end of 2022. So that's not too far down the road. This is part of the book is setting well goals. You know, Mm -hmm. we can set what we call a goal, which really isn't, doesn't really change us. A real goal is something that changes us. When we set a goal of something we've already done, that's not going to change us. When we set a goal of the one where we do all this strategy, we say, oh, if all these things will happen, then this will happen. That's kind of like bumping a long goal. There's nothing wrong with that, yet it's not going to inspire anybody. A well goal is like this, like when you said, just said to me, that's not very long from now. (laughs) My heart my heart came up in my throat and I went, you're right, Nick. That's a well goal. It will change me. And I've already had yeah. that, been in that process of the writing I've done so far is like, okay, this goal is, it's the idea that is using me. And through that use, I'm growing. That's awesome. That's very inspiring. If any of the listeners today had 
questions about what we talked about, wants to learn more about you, maybe some of your executive coaching or learn more about Club Northwest, where can they go? Just send me an email. Send okay. me an email. <laughs> S Draper at littlebrownacorn.com. Awesome. We will definitely put yeah, that link I, in I our show you. notes I'd as well. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear yeah. what you're up to. Well, Scott, thanks so much for the time today and appreciate everything you shared and uh, good luck with the book. Thank you so much, Nick. Just really great being with you. Best of luck to you and and, uh, all the listeners. Thank you. Live well. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Subscription Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share this episode with your network.